Hello, I am Attila Martin, and this is the FCI podcast. And my guest today is Dr. Nick Shalemo from Croatia, who is well known in the world of breeders as he is an internationally known breeder and also an international dog show judge. And besides that, he is a university professor and board certified veterinary dermatologist. He is currently a full professor and head of the clinical division of the Faculty of Veterinary Medicine of Zagreb and he teaches veterinary dermatology and canine science. He is also the member of the FCI Scientific Commission and the FCI Dog Health and Welfare Committee. And today we are going to talk about puppies. I'm sure everyone agrees that puppies are cute, but besides that cuteness factor, the early life of dogs is much more important than we usually consider if we talk about dog health. How do these early sound weeks define the health and later the welfare of dogs? Hello, hi Attila, hello everybody. So it's, thank you for invitation for uh, this podcast and I hope that you will have great success with this topic and another topics. And this is very important that we are talking about dogs and discuss about dogs. Your question is uh, short, but answer can be very long. So let's start with a short question and short answer. It is important. And it is important before we, we are planning to have litter, we need to think about welfare of the puppies. So it means choose parents. It's a first important thing before the breeding. And when females become pregnant, so this is the second stage, how we care about welfare, not only of the females, pregnant females, also for the puppies. Third stage is the birth and the early, early stage or early first few weeks of the puppies. And then after eight weeks, when puppies meet new owner and new homes, this is again continue work for the protection of the dogs or welfare uh, of the dogs. So I think that your, we can start with your question with a short answer. So keep going. <laughs> so, and what is the detailed answer? Because, okay, you mentioned the different stages. Uh, you mentioned, uh, which is interesting, choosing the parents. This is, this is what we call selection in the world of, of breeding, when you pick up why those two dogs go together. And if you don't think about the genetics and, and everything, uh, why it is, it is important to, to properly uh, choose the parents. What happens if, if someone picks up the, let's say, wrong dog? I mean, one of the dogs, either the mother or the, or the father, is, is, is sick, for example. Well, they don't, they, they don't need to be sick. They can have also confirmation that if we combine, we can make like an extra type or over type or super type or whatever. So uh, when we, most of the breeders, when they are choosing parents, they're choosing health versus health. And then 
after we choose health versus health, we can watch details and say and, and look for the character temperament and the confirmation. Why I think it is important nowadays with uh, uh, like a genetic era on research, uh, we we can find is like easy or or, or or faster the problems which are genetic related and we can test it and exclude from the breeding. But also we have variety of the of the health problem that we cannot, they are multi-genetic or they're polyfactor or, or we have different factors uh, which is evolved in the health of the, of the parents. So we need to be uh, careful in that. So we need to be sure that uh, female and the male are free of disease. They, are, they don't have affinity to some problems or, 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 or health issue. And it will be also good that uh, breeders follow through the generation health score of, of, of their dogs. And in that, in, with that knowledge, if we choose health male and health female to make a pair for the future generation, I think this is a hallmark of the, of the, of the breeding program. Okay, we managed to do a very good selection. We excluded the, or we reduced the, the possibilities of, of such, such future health problems. Uh, the next stage is, is the pregnancy of, of the mother dog. How important is it to, to keep uh, the mother, uh, I wouldn't say healthy, or I just, just, just re restructure my question. Do you need to, to take extra care with, with uh, a mother dog expecting puppies in, in some weeks? Absolutely. Absolutely. This is very sensitive period for pregnant females. There is first, the females, they change a little bit. I, I cannot say character or temperament, but they, are, they change. They became a little bit different because they know that something happened. It's a nature. They try protect new, uh, they protect fetus uh, and they know that they cannot run fast. They know that they can, they can, they, they can fight or, or do something. So this is natural. They need to be a little bit calmer because they protect puppies. This is nature things. Usually, or most of the bitches uh, behave like that. What breeders need to do is absolutely feed them on the best way with the best food that they, they we can give them like a good quality of food and a lot of rest and absolutely protect from environment uh, effects like too hot or too cold. We need to give them environment that will feel good, they can be relaxed, not stressed. We still research uh, stress relation with pregnancy, not only in animals, also in the humans. So we still have to do some job about how 
stress factors, uh, what, what they are doing with the uh, early fatal or a later fatal uh, life uh, of, the, of the puppies. This is the second thing. And the third thing, what we can give to the pregnant females as medication or prevention of parasitic or infection disease. This is also very important because we, every drug has in the label is, is for use for the pregnant uh, females. So we need to be careful what we give because some drugs can pass placenta or do some um, undesirable effect uh, uh, of the fetus. So we need to be careful also for uh, like vaccination or something like that, that we don't, we don't follow blind our vaccination schedules if we have uh, pregnant females. So we need to be in, we need to consult with veterinarian. They know the best uh, when we need to vaccinate it. Uh, females before uh, pregnancy, and what and 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 what is the best schedule to do that? So we need to think before uh, mating, not after mating. For example, if you want to do uh, infectious disease, and then one year will be during the pregnancy, we need to consult with and said what is the best time that we vaccinated our that we will be sure that antibody produced by a female will be delivery in the best ratio or the best concentration uh, to the newborn uh, puppies. Also, during the pregnancy, the females can suffer from some other disease or some infection, but this is the job of veterinarians. They, they know what they can, how they can treat uh, uh, pregnant females, but the owner need to always keep in mind when come to the vets with a pregnant female, the first sentence need to be, this female is probably pregnant. Because, and then the history of, the, of, of taken history will be different when the veterinary approach uh, to the pregnant female. And the one thing is really, really, I just want to, to, to highlight and emphasize one important thing because, okay, we were talking about the health and welfare of, of, of the female dog giving birth to, to her puppies in, in some weeks. But it, if there is any kind of negative uh, situation, disease, infection, you also mentioned taking, taking any kind of drugs as, as a treatment, it all goes back to the to the it all affects the health of the puppies as well and i'm i'm sure it it causes the same it, it, it can cause the same harm on the puppies as as it affects uh the health of the, of the puppies as well especially in the future and this is that's why it is i think it's it's a very very critical period as well it's very interesting. I can interrupt you. It's very interesting uh, researches uh, uh, and studies in this moment about uh, stress relation and how fetus re uh, react on the uh, outside stress impulses we send. And it's, it's a lot of research on animals and the rats and, uh, and the dogs. 
And I think that this research can apply also in, in, in the humans. So how this, this world is unique. And uh, for sure, we know that in the later fetal status of the puppies, uh, even when we touch the belly of the, when we, I also the breather and, and, when, when, and when I watch TV, I just put gentle, my hands or the belly of my bitch is of female, sorry, not bitch. She watch, uh, they watch, when we watch TV. And I, I feel that the puppies are move and I feel how, uh, how females are relaxed when I touch them on, on, the, on that part of the body. And, and then I feel how, how like life is growing. And uh, so, but, we feel that, but scientifically, we need to prove and uh, research what is the really implication of the stress and disease of the early life during, during a fetal uh, status in the dogs. So this is really interesting. And what we read from the uh, from scientific database, it's a very, very interesting, but it's a it's a different topic, I think. Yeah, it's a big topic, I think. But yeah. but but probably we can say that based on the current scientific knowledge, we can say that uh, that a behavioral problem or a health problem of a dog may go back to that time when that that dog was still a fetus and and the, and and the mother dog was under a huge stress or absolutely unacceptable life circumstances. Absolutely. So uh, most of the breeders uh, really keep uh, pregnant female as much as possible out of stress. For example, we don't need to have, especially in the late stage of the pregnancy, uh, the people or the dogs, the bitch uh, females doesn't know uh, in the close contact because we don't, we don't need it. We just need that, that female, the pregnant female, especially on the, the last 10 days or 15 days, really relaxed. And that she prepare uh, to birth the new, the birth new puppies. And, the, on the, uh, and uh, we need to give her environment very friendly and very known environment. We know that replacing uh, females just before they're giving the birth is not a good idea, that we need to introduce the whelping box uh, weeks before uh, uh, they discover this place as a whelping box, etc., etc. So this kind of stress uh, is, and I really feel sorry for uh, for the uh, pregnant females without home and without control and without it, this is really really stressful period for them. Really. And when this really stressful period is over, comes the next stage when they when the female dogs give birth to the puppies. And I think we could talk about about all the difficulties and complications uh, which can happen. Uh, giving birth for hours. I think it's a very, very long topic, but but let's let's skip this because because we are focusing on 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 the health. Okay, it it affects health as well, 
but but the development of the puppies is is uh, separated from 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 getting born but or i may be wrong that can something happen during the process of giving birth to the puppies which will cause health problems later in the future in the lives of the puppies wow that's a tough question uh <laughs> sorry even the giving the birth is a very sensitive period for the for the female and for the puppies and the best scenario is the experienced breeder or a breeder with some experience help especially for the first time first to pregnancy that we help uh, to female to deliver your puppies that's important because some, some sometimes when the, on during the first pregnancy the first puppy uh, is, uh, who is coming out is the very important that uh, female will understand what's happened that uh, without panicking or without running around the house or change position from the whelping box to the sofa or the bed of the owner that we uh, relax uh, the beach uh, female and help her uh, to clean placenta and uh, open the mouth of the puppy and give, the, give her to see the puppy and uh, let her leaking puppy without panicking, without uh, that, that this is like crucial that otherwise if there is scenario that if females start with panicking or something like that that they can injure the puppy that's that's important to know and during injury of puppy of course that welfare of this puppy in the future will be under question because sometimes some kind of traumatic injury can help sometimes uh, if umbilical cord is if female try to trimming and the cuts uh, cut it and coming very close to the skin can also do uh, some injury uh, of the skin um, because uh, umbilical cord cleaning or something like that. This is important. And the second thing that, that can be also help for the puppies a lot, that we try to, uh, that we see that female is really understand that puppy need to be clean so during licking of the of of the back part of the puppies uh, the females clean urine and and the feces and this is very important because some bitches or females uh, they don't do that or they don't during the stress in the first few hours they don't do that. So in that time, breeders, they don't need to be in panic. They just need to help to clean the puppies with, uh, with, 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 this, with of, of course, and, and show. And then later, after two, three hours, show the females uh, the back part of the body and start cleaning uh, that, that female learn how the, that's, I speak about first pregnancy and the first two puppies. Later, the females, when they are going out of this really 
huge stress for them, they start watching the puppies and clean them and take care for them. And how strong is the immune system of the puppies during the first some days or first some weeks? So, so what I would like to, to know that, that what is really happening in, in, in the body and the immune system? Is it strong? How fragile? How sensitive is it? What people have to take care about? Because I know it is, again, a question that you could talk about for, for some hours. But okay, there are certain kind of infections that, that, that everyone should do their best to avoid. To, I know about herpes and other bacteria or virus infections or, or other things. Uh, this is one thing I think. And the other part is, is doing extra precautions because, because the puppies are developing really fast, I think. Uh, but, but they are still sensitive and fragile. Yeah, okay. Uh, the nature helps us a lot in these things because we, we, we know that as long as we have dogs and the human beings, we have virus and bacteria together live. And fortunately, uh, immunization of the females before pregnancy arise a concentration of antibodies in, 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 in their body. And these antibodies going through the milk, we call the first few days, the milk we call colostrum. And the high concentration of the body antibodies come from these first few days. So that's very important that puppies are drink uh, mother milk, especially first three days when they, when they have higher, when it's have higher concentration of antibodies, but we coming back. So we can ask, does non-immunized female before pregnancy can produce such amount of antibodies? We think no, because it's really good to immunize with vaccine our dogs that we can protect puppies in the first six to eight weeks of the life because we know that lifespan of these antibodies can protect puppies on the most uh, vulnerable time of their life because they, when they are very small and they can have even contact with the virus and bacteria and they can, be, they can be protected. What we know from the nature, we know that wild African uh, dog is almost extinct because they catch the virus from the domestic dogs and the population is almost, uh, we almost, we almost lost population and the scientists need to vaccinate it and give somehow uh, immunization to the wild uh, African dogs to prevent of the terrible infection uh, disease they catch uh, from uh, domestic dogs. So we know that uh, females out of control of the breeders without immunization, their puppies are really in high risk of infection. So we know in the shelter, uh, and when we found puppies, and when we, in the Western Europe, it's very, uh, it's, it's very rare to find uh, puppies that somebody left 
like uh, on the parking spot or something like that but still in the world uh, we found these puppies and we know when we bring them to the shelter this is very uh, very dangerous period for them because they come to the institution they care about a lot of dogs and when we have a lot of dogs we have a lot of bacteria and a virus a different virus around and the viral infection are very common in the in the shelter so now we we know that we need to have quarantine that we need uh, these small puppies keep completely uh, out of the adult dogs give them as possible as soon as possible uh, proper vaccination and the proper antiparasitic treatment that we can uh, we can give them chance to survive uh, this period of the life when they meet virus and bacteria and when they, they, when they don't have defense system they can prevent and that uh, they can survive uh, that time so for the breeders registered breeder is a very important they are they following the veterinary instruction we have so many education for the breeders in the past 10 years and uh, i think that we don't have kind of anti-vaxxer movement in the, in the dogs what we have in the in, in the humans at this moment and when we see that like 45 percent people they don't want to take vaccine but as veterinarian we don't have experience that people deny or they don't accept our advice and how we explain that immunization is so important and when we know all this from the domestic dog and the wild dogs how they can really suffer and uh, and they can be really troubled with some infection disease so we still have we still don't have this i don't know process that we discuss is this vaccination good or bad for dogs no absolutely they are good but they have schedule and uh, this schedule is revised a few times in the history but in the last 10 years the current knowledge uh, it's uh, it's really enough that we can that we can protect and that we and that this program of vaccination can care about welfare of the of the dogs in the future i think an experienced breeder perfectly knows that so many things can go wrong uh with a litter or or, or during the pregnancy or or, or when the, the the female dog gives birth or in the following weeks that they, I think they are really happy that that it is possible to to reduce the risk because really honestly so many things can happen so many things can go wrong and I think it is it is emotionally really destructive for anyone to see uh, a litter of two or three days old puppies to to pass away or when they stay there with with the puppies and without the mother dog and that is also a very very critical period for the similar reason you mentioned related to the shelters that, that then you have to, to follow a different protocol to, to, to help the puppies to survive. And what about, uh, okay, the immune system is really, really complex thing. And what besides that, the, 
the puppies after start to start to develop rapidly. I mean their organs, which will be responsible for their future health. And uh, after after some weeks, the puppies start to eat on their own. And let's talk about this a bit. What is is very important to to consider with with starting uh, their own nutrition. How important is it? Yeah, before that, I just want to mention one thing when we speak about the first, uh, first few days uh, uh, about uh, a life of puppies. But one thing that we really need to, to, to think about is a temperature, environment temperature. Uh, even we have good immune system of the mother and a good uh, good colostrum and a good concentration of antibodies. Also, we need to we, you know, we need to organize this whelping box that we have, especially in the first seven days, some temperature like first five days, the temperature between 30 and 32 degrees Celsius, because this temperature also would play rule or a rule with also other organ function in the puppies. They will not vast of energy for even they cannot control uh, their own uh, temperature in, in the first few days of the life. So that's very important that we keep even in the doesn't matter of the season, but that it, the micro uh, environment that we offer to the puppies the perfect temperature. But if you ask me how dogs in the wild survive, how dogs on the street, people ask me, okay, but why, how big the females gave the birth and the old puppies survive and nobody warmed them or something. I said, oh, of course they will survive, no problem. But if with the small things we can offer them perfect environment, why do not do that? You know, so I don't know. In, in the cars, we have dual air conditioning system and uh, everything. So we always need to have feeling. We, we know from the intensive animal production, what is the ideal temperature. Even I think that these or those animals will survive with uh, extreme temperature or, or, or episodes of the temperature like a day and night. But what we can offer to the puppies, it's the it's it's same temperature, especially for seven days, and then slightly reduce the temperature for the to 22 to 24 uh, Celsius degree that we organize the best micro environment for that. So, and then with food, of course, that we need to control uh, body weight of the puppies from the first day. What I suggest to the breeders that they make some chart with uh, uh, name or the mark of the of the puppies because first then we need to recognize puppies. But if we have twelve puppies, sometimes it's difficult to say which one is the same color, same size, something like that. So usually breeder use the colors uh, colors or some colors like ink and the, uh, on the belly or something like that. That's traditional way uh, of the marking of the puppies. And then we need to 
we need to follow the weight of the puppies. And first two days, there is no a lot of progress. Sometimes even the puppies can lose some grams uh, from the birth uh, weight. But we know that in the most of the breed, in the first seven days, they double uh, weight from the birth day. And it's important that from the second to the seven days, we can see the progress. Why it's important? After colostrum, the normal milk is coming with a higher amount. And sometimes, due to some circumstances, the females uh, can lose the milk or amount of the milk is not enough for the such amount of the puppies. Uh, and so we need to, to see if puppies are growing and progressing in the normal, like a normal curve that we see that in the, from the second to the seven days uh, is growing. If, if this number is not, is not going on the proper way, we need to consult, we need to see where is the problem. Is this problem because the puppies are not able to take food or it's the milk is not enough or amount of the milk is not enough. So in that time we have first like extra feeding of the puppies in this first week. So if there is no progress, but puppies are usually normal, healthy, and uh, we can give them, and especially if we have the bigger litters, we can start feeding them with a supplement of the milk. Fortunately, in this uh, period, in this age, not like before 30 years, now we have many companies and um, excellent milk supplement for the, for the puppies. And uh, we have excellent uh, special bottles or something like that. So we just need, it's every breeder, even without experience, when the when somebody explained to them and watched them that keeping the puppy that belly is on the down, that in the natural position, that puppy can take uh, from the milk bottle extra extra milk. But also we know in the chart uh, of this of the level of every product, we know exactly amount of the milk what what we can give uh, to the puppy especially if bitch still have bitch still have some milk uh, we don't need to take uh, puppies just for the artificial feeding we still uh, we leave uh, to the puppies to, to 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 the female for feeding and uh, with they work uh, they can also end up feeding the bitch, like the milk can come later. And uh, sometimes, sometimes, but it's very rare that uh, females doesn't have milk at all. And even without C-section that, that uh, we try with the gentle massage of the milk that we can find some milk drop, but we can't, or this amount is absolutely uh, not enough. So in that time, feeding starts, feeding of the puppy start uh, very early. Most of the breeders, if in the normal circumstances, start with the extra feeding and introduce to food after three weeks of age. 
we said three to four weeks of age. When I, in my personal experience, in my breeds, we are present, I have like small litters of three to four puppies and uh, females has enough milk and not necessary. And I usually, I start uh, introduce the food like a bit of four weeks of age. In the big litters and the big breeds, we can start earlier. And also we can use same, same like a start with a milk supplement and also with a food supplement when they found that it's a food is a very delicious and the dogs really like it. So it's not problem. It's not problem to learn uh, puppies how to eat after two, three days, they play with food and it's fun. But after a few days, they really love the food and they clean the plate very easy. But also, it's, it, it also it's important that uh, amount of the food, we really need to be careful that we don't give them too much food. And this, is the, this, this can be also the problem for the welfare in the future. And what happens, what are the consequences if I am... Um... I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do, uh, how to handle these situations because I'm, I don't have the knowledge or I don't just care. Uh, when, for example, you mentioned situations where uh, supplementaries should be used because for example, the mother dog has not enough milk or any other things happens. And what happens if I, if I don't care? Because so far we were talking about what breeders do. Uh, following the 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 procedure, the the protocol to 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 maintain the health and welfare of dogs. But what happens if I don't know how to do and what to do? Uh, the lack of nutrition uh, from the very beginning, how it will affect the the health of the dogs in the future. I don't mean in just some weeks, but I'm sure it has long term effect on the health of these dogs. Well, that's that's. This situation is disaster for the puppies because the starving and the early age, of course, they can be life-threatening, like because the, the concentration of the sugar in the blood of the puppies are extremely important. And the puppies can, can drop concentration of the sugar very quick. And then they start with a health issue and, and, and the health problems and constantly keep on the puppies like a combination with the starring and the low blood uh, concentration or something like that is pronounced to the disease. And, uh, and, and absolutely it's, it's, it's like highly undesirable to starving puppies. So I think that if breeder uh, like, responsibility of the breeders is take care for the puppies and the starving of the puppies or the mother it's absolutely the we can have we can call health constitution because this energy from the food is important for developing like most of the body organs and the body itself so this, uh, I, I don't know, is it proper word repercussion of this, uh, what's happened 
from the one point of time, we can see the bad consequences the later, the later in the life. So we, we know that, for example, even the lack of the some minerals can produce the very, very, very well known rachitis or rachitis uh, disease in the, in, in, the, in the animals, especially in the dogs. And even the later we add some minerals necessary to treat, we have consequence in the, in the shape of the legs, etc. So that's only one example that we know for age. But nowadays with so many uh, commercial food and the balancing food, we, we can't see uh, rachitis in the normal breeding anymore. But with uh, adopted puppies or the puppies without uh, correct nutrition during uh, a period we discussed uh, recently, uh, we can find it. So that's, but we have, that's only one. So yep. you can imagine how many minerals or micro elements are important in developing. They, most of the enzyme work uh, on support of this micro element. We know I'm dermatologist. So we know that even in the later stage, if we have some in the diet that's missing, that we can see in the quality of the hair and the quality of the skin. Even the later, even the most care uh, puppies in the world, in the later stage, if the missing or starving from the poor nutrition, we can see in the skin and, and, and the hair. And we always said on a coat, not hair, I said coat. So we always say that the that coat and the skin is a mirror of the health of the animal. So still in the puppies, if you see, you know, if you see something that uh, coat is in the poor quality, something is wrong with nutrition and something is wrong during these first eight to 10 weeks uh, on the breeder uh, guy, of the breeder guard of this, of this puppies. I, I am not that experienced. I'm not a vet, but I think, and I'm waiting for your confirmation. And just if, if I'm wrong, just tell me I'm wrong. But, but just because the, the, as you said, the, the puppies are, are developing, their organs are developing. And if the, the, the breeder, or, or the person who, who is having this litter completely messes up this, this first stage while these organs are, are developing, you cannot really fix it later because there is a development phase for everything, for the nerve system, for the stomach, for the liver, for all. I don't want to, to, to make a list of all the organs, but, but uh, in the development phase, I'm, I think if, if you mess it up, if you don't give the proper nutrition for that organ, in two years later, when you detect that, oh, there is a huge problem with the liver or the heart or whatever, you can't really correct it completely. You, can, you may, may try to, 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 to handle the surface, treat 
treats the surface, gives some, some medications just to ease the pain, but you can't completely fix the, the core of the problem. Am I right about that? Yes, there are, there are a lot of research of what is the ideal uh, nutrition and what if we miss something or we add a lot of something, what is the, what is the problem? For example, I will give you just for example that we understand how nutrition, and we know from the, from the human, from us, you know, even I know because when I was uh, uh, on specialization or internship or something like that, I don't have time to eat properly and something like that. And then my body immune response crash and we, we have some kind of the terrible flu during the stress and, and, and also poor nutrition. We know that from the students, from the human, but for the dogs, we have also like a, many interesting things that we have for example, in the nutrition, in relation with nutrition, for example, relation of the cal calcium and zinc and during nutrition, like if you give them a lot of calcium, because we think that calcium is really good for bones and the puppies are need to grow or something like that. Calcium during resorption to block zinc, for example. And the zinc as a, as, as a microelement is a very important for some enzyme. And without this enzyme, they develop some problem with the skin and, uh, uh, and, and can be related also with some, uh, some serious issue later for the, for the, for the summary. Just for that example, that we see, even we give them both elements, which are important for the, for the puppies, but the uh, ratio between them also is important. So not only, we always call balanced diet because even too much or too less something, sometimes in reception uh, for this nutrition uh, can, be, can be difficult. So we have more and more examples and uh, discovery in the recently years. And now we even we make a standard that, that we can check kind of concentration of the, of the micro elements and uh, that, that really food need to be balanced and, 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 and that we can give to the puppies the best chance now with the current knowledge. So I think that's very important that breeders uh, ask veterinarians because all this information what we have from the research uh, we updated as a knowledge, and I think that most of the veterinarians doing excellent job uh, with uh, updating knowledge from the diet, uh, with from the diet information and something like that. And this is the best way that the breeders and the persons who take care about a young puppies uh, consult. And we have. It's not new specialization. We also have a specialist in the diet for animals. This is specialization started a few years ago in uh, Europe and a little bit earlier in the United States. We have experts who really do only uh, concentrated on the diet for animals and what is implication of the diet for the health of the, of the animals. So, we, and you know, Attila, we have this big discuss about grain-free foods, and because we have this research that some some 
there is a question if grain-free food can, uh, is it high risk for some heart disease? We still wait for confirmation of, 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 this, of this, but we still have, for example, at this moment, I, free, I feed my dogs with grain-free. Still, we're still waiting for more information, but even this kind of information uh, makes alarm to the breeder. So what is the best food? So, but that, that's good. That's good. That it means that breeders take care for dogs and they really collect all information. But I think that the before Google doctor or <laughs> the, the, the best source for this information uh, are veterinarians and they work together of breeders and veterinarians is important for welfare of the puppies for sure. And it is, it is uh, and this is, this is, I think, the main point, that the welfare of the puppies uh, will define uh, the health and welfare of the dog later, years, years, years later. And, and yes, everyone wants to, wants to have a healthy, happy dog at home for, for 10 years, 15 years, or, or whatever uh, fate gives for that dog. And I'm really happy that you mentioned at the very beginning uh, the, the genetic background of, of, of reproduction. I mean, the genetically inherited diseases, why it is important to, to properly select the, the parents of, of, of the puppies. And after that, we, we had a very long and long detailed, but actually really short conversation about all the environmental elements and effects, uh, which defines the health and welfare of dogs for the following year. And I think the, the major conclusion for me, and I do hope uh, the whole audience will find it as a major conclusion, that it does matter where a litter of puppies get born and how they were treated. Because, because regardless of the selection, if the puppies are not taken care of professionally, if the person uh, only cares about that, how, these how cute these dogs are, and, and that's all, period, those dogs will, will likely have, have a sad life. Uh, they will probably uh, will face certain health, health issues, probably many of them, or it is just like, blind luck with, with dogs which, which uh, live on the street or in the woods. Uh, probably some of the, the puppies survive, but I'm sure we don't know the numbers. We don't know the, the death rates of, of within these, these litters of freely roaming dogs. Uh, but in human households, we can do a lot. And I think we should uh, do a lot, and we can do, a lot of breeders do. And when someone picks up uh, a new family dog. I think it is it is a really important thing to consider this element as well, because I think it's nothing nothing more devastating than taking a puppy at puppy home and and going to the vet in two days and and face the, the sad situation that the dog is full of illnesses and sicknesses and the immunity system of the dog is not not operating really well due to all these complex problems you you mentioned to me today 
do you want to add anything extra, extra thought, which you find important to, to talk about the relation of the, the puppy life and the further health problems? Yes, because we did it. This is like a short podcast or short interview. We just touch, we just, we just give to the new breeders or the breeders points to discuss. So yeah. this is, I think our conversation is a good on that point, but I know that when I give, I have also uh, this clinical science, uh, the canine science in our university and the veterinary students, uh, we have seminars and we, we choose the, we decide about topics, students and I, we discuss about topics, what they want to discuss in the 15 minutes. Like we just have like a frame is a 15 minutes for students need to prepare one topic, but on scientific uh, related, uh, like a scientific knowledge. Uh, so what the science give to the dogs. So for example, we, one of the topic can be like um, hairless uh, dogs. So they need to explain how hairless become, uh, become uh, like a phenotype what was the genetic mutation, what is the, what, what is the uh, skin uh, issue, uh, what, how skin with hair, without hair looks like in the pathohistology, what is the problem with uh, like in, in the later with, uh, with the hairless dogs or something like that. So also we have the food, for example, subject, we have like a feeding puppies, so they also uh, looking for the scientific article related with uh, feeding of the puppies on an early age. So what is the new in the industry? So what is the new discover? So for example, do is it good or bad to give to the young dogs like with eight when the dog came to the new home? Is it good? Uh, is it mixed of proteins? good solution or is it good to keep one food what breeder gave to them from the early age so relation with uh, food allergy in the future or the relation with other hypersensitivity so there is an excellent topic so even in that time the students find that in the 15 minutes we can we can tell a lot about things but still it's a short so what we what we what we make in this uh, we we just give the points that people need to think about that how not only nutrition how the social life how is uh, prevention during uh, uh, choosing the parents and the genetic test and everything is important to have finally uh, nice and healthy puppies and the future pets of the one happy person or happy families for 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 for, for years that's important yes. and it is a complex topic absolutely and, very complex <laughs> and i'm really happy to to have this discussion with you because i'm sure it is absolutely obvious that 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 really besides besides the the, the cuteness factor there are so much more to consider to be a responsible dog owner. And I do thank you for, for accepting this invitation for this episode. 
I really appreciate that. And I'm sure we will, we will, we will meet at one of the further episodes if we will have further episodes in the future. So thank you so much, Niksha, for your time. Thank you, Attila, and I wish you a lot of success of your, of your work uh, here Thank you. in the welfare of dogs. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.